Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On their park bench like bookends A newspaper blown through the grass Falls on the round toes Of the high shoes of the old friends Build a circle of loving, supportive friends and community. That's the answer. That's the voice of Maury Schwartz talking about friendship, which is theme of today's program here on Tuesday People, the podcast, and we welcome you to it. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, the man sitting on the other side of that microphone of that quote that you heard from 27 and a half years ago, thereabouts. Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer of Tuesday People, is alongside as always. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Mitch. I want to say that uh, today's theme was suggested by Lisa based on, uh, I think, a visit with some old friends. And we were talking about friendship and we were talking about the role that that plays in a meaningful life and the role that it played in Maury's life, particularly towards the end. And there's a really poignant story that I want to share about that. Uh, but tell me about uh, first this. Uh, so. You ran into some old friends. You spent some time with some old friends. Well, one of, I would just call her my best friend since eighth grade, um, was here in Los Angeles because her daughter just moved uh, apartments. So she and her husband came out and one of the daughters came out. And um, Friday night, Teddy and I, my husband, spent time with them. So it was really fun because, you know, Teddy was saying, geez, when you and Connie get together, you're so like, you know, and happy and chatty. And, you know, it's a whole different world mm -hmm. because you're connected on a level that you're just, you can't ever be connected with people who didn't know you when you were young. You know what I mean? You've gone through all these life changes at that right. point. So I did that, that, uh, that was Friday night. And then Saturday night, a completely different high school friend and I, um, who lives here in Los Angeles, went to go see Cool in the Gang and the Village People at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow! Um, oh Many yeah, many of them are left. Uh, well, I got to say, the uh, well, Cool is a, is is left. Uh -huh. um, he's alive. He plays bass, but he's not the lead singer of the band. But wow, they were amazing. Cool in the Gang was amazing. Village People, they were the opening act, and then Cool in the Gang. I mean, the show was phenomenal. It was, they have so many hits and anyway, we danced all night and we, we just, we just shared like things that you would never be able to share ever with other people. Mm -hmm. I, and it just struck me last night that these old friendships, and I know you have a lot of them because I know your, your inner circle is very full of your 
old close friends, right, right. you know? And so I thought, wow, this might be something interesting to talk about because I think it's just a different kind of friendship, you yeah. know? Well, Maury had uh, a lot of old friends too. And at the end of his life, when he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease, and that was, of course, the premise of, of Tuesdays with Maury in our conversations, um, those friendships got... I don't want to say put to the test, but 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 what needed to rise to the to the top, uh, and were the biggest source of comfort for Maury outside of his own family. And there was a particular moment with a friend of his named Maury Stein. Now Maury Stein was a, another college professor at Brandeis University, and they had worked together for many many years, decades, and so mm. they really considered themselves really great friends. And at the time, as Maury was. 78 years old and dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and one of the things that was threatening him, of course, with Lou Gehrig's disease was that he would lose his voice, which mm. often happens. Maury Stein, as it turned out, was losing his hearing. Oh, wow. And so they said- That's a movie right there. Yeah. So they said to each other, well, what happens if- Maury Stein loses the ability to hear and Maury Schwartz loses the ability to talk. What would wow. you do? And Maury said, well, then we would just hold hands and look at each other and, and speak to each other that way. And wow. it's a beautiful, a beautiful little, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> beautiful little moment and, and, and That's sort beautiful. of summation. But you realize that you could never do that with anyone that required current conversation in order to sustain your friendship. The reason that he could do that is because without a voice and without hearing, they had already shared so much that they could probably hold hands and kind of raise an eyebrow, do a little smile, you know, a little smirk, and sort of know what the other one was thinking. Not because they read minds, but because they had shared so much time together. And that's mm -hmm. what separates old friends from just friend friends is that not just, not just the amount of years that you shared together, but if you went back to, let's say childhood, like your friends that you were talking about, you didn't just share years together, you shared development together. So your old, old friends, your childhood friends, they knew you when you were silly. They knew yeah. you when you were, um, awkward, gawkish, geekish, nerdy, whatever, <laughs> you know, obnoxious, whatever teenage traits or high school traits or junior high school or elementary school traits. They knew you when you were scared. They knew you. I have a friend that goes back to when I was a year and a half old and we were pushed together in strollers long before I can even remember him being my friend. My parents told me that they, they his mother and my mother used to push us in strollers together. And That's so That's amazing. Yeah, he's really been in my life, you know, since since I have been cognizant of my life. And yeah. even to this day, even though we'll go several years at a time without seeing each other, there's no question that I share something with him that outside of my brother and sister, you know, I really don't share with almost anybody else except maybe yeah. somebody else from those years because we're able to recall first grade 
We're able yeah. to recall, you know, getting yelled at by teachers and being, uh, uh, you know, goofing off in class and kickball games that we used to play and little football games we used to play with kids from the other, uh, another neighborhood who you would, would ride over like we thought they were the big, bad, you know, bullies from another neighborhood and they would come <laughs> and, you know, plow us over in football. And, <laughs> and now I realize like that neighborhood was like a half a mile away. Right. Uh, but we thought, like we was... thought it was like over a moat and uh, through the mountains <laughs> and over the hills. And, and so our, our perspectives from those years, you can't share that with anybody else. I can tell those stories, even my wife. Yeah. I can tell those stories to my wife, but I can't share them. That's the thing. And that's what we discovered last night, too. Like um, one of the things I noticed when they were playing um, Hollywood swinging the cool in the gang, mm -hmm. I thought, what are the chances that when we were driving around in our cars and we said this to each other, like in 1979 or 78 or whenever it was um, that we, these two girls from Warren, Michigan, would one day be at the Hollywood Bowl in Hollywood right. watching this band sing that song. Right. We never would have dreamt that, but we could go back to that moment together and share that like, wow, like this is crazy, you know, and knowing what we went through and all the things and parties and boys and, you know, I mean, there has been a long, um, a long haul between then and now, you know, right. Right. And and they know you, I feel like your old friends know you inside. Right. right. Now, there are challenges with old friends because sometimes, especially if they haven't been current in your life and you only, you know, last time you really lived in the same place or saw each other regularly was when you were 18 or when you were 21 or whatever, um, there can be tension in relationships of old friends because it's like, well, you're not the same or you're not who you yeah. used to be. And of course the answer to that is I no, was who's the same. Yeah. I was <laughs> right. I was I had braces. I was I hadn't hit puberty yet. I'm sorry that I had to change. Uh, and so, you know, the best best old friends are the ones who not only that you share those memories with, but who have who have gone for the journey with you as you have aged as well and as you've gotten older so that you have all those memories with them and you have that runway of your lives together that you ramped up to but you also have your current you have your current time uh maury uh i would sometimes talk to him about the people who are coming to visit him and of course maury called everybody his friend you know mm -hmm. have you met my friend such as this is my new friend such and such a new friend but he distinguished between people who would be coming to visit him with a terminal illness. Um, the ones who would talk about how sad it was that he had this or, you know, makes them all talk about the illness versus the ones that were really his good friends. Listen to the distinction that he made between them. It's easy when people are coming. Oh, he's this way. He's that way today. Too bad. My friends don't do that. Mm -hmm. My friends are here to tell me what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. Just talk with me about what's going on in mine. To exchange, say, suggestions about different things. To kiss me and hug me. Mm. To really have a deep emotional moment. Yeah, that's nice.
yeah, I get that. There, you know? There's that that difference, you know, uh, when you're in trouble or having health trouble or having financial trouble or job trouble or something controversial or a scandal or anything like that. Your friends aren't the ones who just are talking just about that and that situation. They're they're putting it in perspective for you. They're saying, well, remember when, when this happened before, it wasn't so bad, or you've been through this before. And let's talk about some other things too. Let's talk about what's happened in your life otherwise and how you're feeling about things otherwise and how, and you can talk to them about that too. It's the level on which you communicate. I yeah. think that sort of determines the friendship. Don't you think? Oh, I totally do. And, and here's, uh, but I think that goes back to, well, yeah, because it goes back to, to those friends, the level in which you communicate, because like you said earlier, if you haven't kept in touch with those people, that's a whole different kind of communication that you're going to have. If, you know, aside from a person that you've touched base with at least mm -hmm. every five years during the past, you know, during the past 40. But I'm thinking like you and I have known each other for over 30 years, I think, something right. like that. Right. But I don't know you as a youngster. I don't right. know you as a child. I picked up with you though, PTWM pre Tuesdays with Maury. Uh -huh. um, so that's when we met. So I knew Mitch Album prior to, you know, prior to Oprah knowing Mitch Album. <laughs> but oh yeah, um, that's how we mark things. Yes, pre Oprah <laughs> and post Oprah. Pre Oprah and post Oprah. B O and A O. <laughs> so I've known you you know, since before then, you know, in your sports days and, um, you know, when you had your roommate, Ken, who was, who introduced us and, uh, you know, you're, you're a bachelor sort right. of, I mean, I think. Right. You know, so, so we have that and that, that, that's part of why we have an ease with one another. And of course I, I go back further with some other people, even beyond that is why we right. have the ease with that. And that's, and, and, so what, what are we saying about this? Okay. We're just making observations about levels of friendship, but there's, the, it's the, these are important relationships to hold on to if you have them, and 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 I have you know a, a few a few reasons why I believe um, it's important to recall the breadth of who you are and who you have been your whole life, and sometimes people who just keep making new friends. Uh, wherever they go and they kind of lose the old ones, move on. I want to be with new people now. I'm getting bored with the old ones. Um, what they're, There's probably a reason for that. And, if, and one of the reasons may be that they're not all that comfortable with themselves. And, ah. and they want to keep changing themselves and they want to keep reinventing themselves to be somebody new and don't yes. want to be reminded of who they used to be. And it's very healthy to be reminded of who you used to be, because probably somewhere deep down, you still are that person. Yes. And you know, the, the, the people who you grow up with and those old friends, uh, you know, sitting on the park bench, like bookends, like Simon and Garfunkel saying at the beginning, uh, they're the people who will say to you, come on, I know you better than that. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to need that. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, maybe you're facing a, a, a challenge in your in your in your personal life and you're lacking confidence and need someone to remind you that, you know, hey, you're you're strong, you're a fighter, you're okay. You know, or maybe you're having marital problems and 
people who have marital problems frequently like to just share them with people who only know them for a short period of time, because that way they can always be right. They could say, oh, my yeah. wife doesn't understand me. She doesn't do, she doesn't do this. And my husband, he's such a jerk. He does this. That. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times. You're right. It's like that. But if someone was there when you were courting and dating and first got married and all that, and they say to you, well, come on, you weren't always like that. And she wasn't always like that. And you guys have changed or you're not treated. You're not acting the way you did when you guys were first going out. You know, you get called on by the Yeah. Well, and also they can also call you out in that situation by saying, you know what, Lisa, you've been like that since eighth grade. Right. You know, this is kind of your thing. And maybe you need to reflect on that. Like right. they know you right. a little deeper. Right. You know. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like that what you said about, you know, some people who don't like they just keep moving on to friends, to friends, to friends. Right. Sometimes I do think that's because maybe they just they're not comfortable with themselves and that's they right. or, you know, they might have something to hide even from themselves, you know, and I do know people that have been friends of mine since probably early childhood that really don't like to talk about that stuff. They want to be who they are now. Right. They don't ever want to be who they were then. Right. And they don't want to be reminded of where they came from. Like say people who grew up maybe not wealthy or something, you know, who now are very successful. They don't want people to know about their tough beginnings. Right. You know, now they're like up here and they're like, this is who I am. And look how amazing I think of me this way. Right. Yes. Yes. And uh, that I don't think that that's healthy. Uh, Now, it's possible that you could have had some bad friends who took you down some bad roads Uh, there. You know, I know that there's a lot of that uh, goes on with people who become successful, who weren't, you know, didn't have money or whatever when they were younger. And now they have 
people from the old neighborhood who keep dragging them down and keep borrowing money from them and keep taking and saying, you know, well, you're going to forget your old friends. You're going to oh, yeah, right. guilt them. <laughs> this happens in sports a lot with athletes yeah. who, who uh. come from tough upbringings and then then feel like they can't let go of their childhood friends because uh, that they would be being, you know, uh, untrue, uh, forgetting their roots, forgetting where they came from, you know, getting too big for their to, to, for their past. But there are times where you need to lose people. You need to lose people who are toxic uh, in your life and who are who are just leeching on you or holding you back or who are trying to turn you into somebody who you used to be that you don't want to be anymore. So it can oh, work. Yeah. It can work the opposite way. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, frequently, it's that you know I don't. I just don't want to be reminded of being that person. And I understand that. But you're also giving up memories. You're giving up perspective. You're giving mm-hmm. up uh, the ability to see your current self through the eyes of your past self and say, you know, I keep repeating that mistake. I do that a lot. And it goes back to second grade. Like my friend was reminding me, you know, I was insecure then and I'm still insecure now. I need to do something about it. Or I've come a long way. Uh, you know, my friend reminded me how I used to do this and I don't want to be that way anymore. And I'm not acting that way anymore. So it's a little bit like saying, well, Let's watch a movie, but let's watch it from 30 minutes in. Oh, <laughs> you can probably understand it. You could probably figure it out. Ah, a, that's... But it won't it won't be the same as, you know, the things that happen towards the end won't have the same resonance. Yeah, if you that's don't have perfect. those first 30 minutes. Right. Yes. Even if you that's... can kind of make sense of it. Yeah, that's perfect. Like you're at, you could tell somebody what happened at the beginning of the movie, right. but they're never going to be able to experience that themselves. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's that exactly is it. perfect, Mitch. That's yeah. a perfect analogy. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt with these, both of them this weekend. And it just struck me that, wow, it's interesting to be with people that I don't see often, you know, my, the one that I saw Friday, we talk all the time, but this, the one from Saturday, you know, we, even though she lives here, we, we don't, we just run in two different circles. We just have two different worlds. Um, but it was nice to just catch up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there was a familiarity that I think wouldn't necessarily work with a newer friend that right. you haven't seen in five years. Right. Right. You know, I also find that, uh, I spent, uh, this past weekend calling some people who I haven't spoken to in a long time, who are, who I consider in that category. You know, good friends, old friends who don't live anywhere near me. And uh, I I tried to do it on a Sunday morning. I I, I highly recommend if you're going to do this, don't do it at night when it's late. Don't do it on a lunch break. (laughs) Do it like, yeah, Saturday or Sunday mornings when you might catch somebody who's just sort of relaxing at home and say, hey, I was thinking about you and let's catch up a little bit. And, And I found that there was... Yeah, there was the, so what's going on? What are you doing? But, but I mean, that took like two seconds. And, and next thing you know, we're deviating into some old stories or remembering this. And, and it was such a satisfying conversations, set of conversations when I was done. Like, I felt that I had tended to a garden, you know, for ah. one of a better thing. Like, I had sort of gone into a garden that needed weeding and needed upkeeping and some watering and all that. And I had done it all. And, and yes. that it was renewed and the garden was renewed and our friendship was sort of renewed. And now when I think about that person now, as I'm talking to you, I feel like, yeah, I'm caught up with them. 
you know, we're, we, our friendship's strong again, you know, because I got caught up because we, we connected again. And and it feels good to have that friendship that goes so far back and can still be ongoing in your life. So you do need to tend to them. You do need to, to water them and weed them and put down mulch and all the rest of that stuff. But, but it's so satisfying when you have that uh, to say, yeah, I've, I've got that good friend and we're still in good stead with one another. And we're still, it's, it's, it's like, having riches, you know, looking over your shoulder and just seeing, look, I've got that treasure chest worth of friendship over there and that treasure chest worth of friendship over there. Uh, All these people in my life who are still in my life from all those years back and still want to be in my life. And I don't have to keep trading in and, okay, well, that was a friend. They're not horses for courses. They're they're friends (laughs) friends for life, you know? And, and uh, it's a little bit like, like we were talking about with more, the two Maury's, Maury Stein and Schwartz, when they were able to just sit with one another, not talk, not hear, and still have a relationship, uh, Maury spoke to that a little bit in one of our conversations. Remember what I said about Maury Stein, not hearing. I'm still going to experience him, even though we don't talk, when he talks to me. So I don't see that, I don't experience others. It'll be a different mode. Mm-hmm. What do you think it'll be like? I'll be feeling what they're feeling. I'll be trying to, uh, without being able to express it, I'll be listening to what they say and maybe nod and show my face. I won't be able to express subtle thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So what Maury was talking about here was once he loses the ability to speak, what will his friendships be like? And he mm. you heard him say, well, I'll be feeling what they're feeling. And I'll be trying to express it with a nod or whatever. And But I, I think that that's... There's a lot in that sentence. I'll be feeling what they're feeling. If you really have a deep friendship with somebody, you can say that that's true because you know where they came from and you know you've watched them in pain, you've watched them in joy, and you can kind of feel what they're feeling. If it's just somebody new or someone you've recently become friends with and they say to you, yeah, that, you know, I went through this, that kind of really hurt me. You're just observing, but you can't really feel what they feel. You don't know. You're like someone who knows you really well, Lisa, and knows that, um, okay, when, when you lost your mother, they knew how close you were to your mother. So they And they uh, knew her. And they knew her. <laughs> so they knew what to say to you, and they knew how to react to you, and they knew how yes. deep it, and they could feel the loss that you were feeling, whereas somebody else at work, you could say, you know, my mother passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. You get the condolence card. You get all the, yeah. it must be, but, but they, they're not going to know how you're feeling. That's no. what Maury was saying there is like, you know, we're, I'm going to feel what they're feeling because I felt so much of what they were feeling all along. That's the yeah. breadth of, of deep friendships. At the end of, um, you remember the movie Stand By Me? Oh, yes. Uh, which was, you know, a beautiful little coming of age movie, but it was based on a short story by Stephen King called The Body. 
which, uh, you know, was pretty much followed what the movie was about. But he's a writer reflecting back on that incident when they were all, you know, just about ready to enter high, uh, high school, junior high school, whatever, they're 12 years old. And they, they uh, hear about a dead body uh, of, a, of a kid that got hit by a railroad train. And they go out to search for the body. And uh, it's a real good coming of age story. But at the end, the last line that Stephen King wrote in that story was, I've never had, uh, how did he put it? I think I pulled it up here so I can find it. Um, I never had any friends later on, like the ones I had when I was 12. Ah. Jesus, did you? And and that's that's really true, isn't it? You know, that you never have the friends later on, like the ones you had at that age, yeah. particularly that age, you know, yeah. like junior high school, uh, because, you know, that's when you're changing so much and you're going through so many things and you're feeling your oats a little bit about who you're going to become. And it's true. You know, I still, the kids that I was friendly with at that age, I have a number of them are still in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we definitely communicate in a way that's different than I do with all the wonderful friends I've made as an adult. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I just think there's a, there's a connection that you can't possibly have with newer friends. It's not to say that you can't have good new friendships, right? No, right. But it's just that they're a different type of friendship. Um, and they knew you when you went through everything and they really know who you are, right. you know? So I think that's that's sort of the lesson that we're trying to purport here today is nourish those old friendships if you've got them because they're they're really worth they're really worth saving and cultivating and and bringing along and when you you know reach the end of your life or they reach the end of theirs you're going to be of a comfort to them and they're going to be of a comfort to you that no one else save family is really going to be and mm-hmm. you know if you can sit with them even if you can't speak and even if they can't hear but you can hold hands and look at them and, and, and know silently, look at what we've built together. You know, look at how we shared this earth together. Look at how we yeah. shared shared our time on this planet together. That's a pretty special thing. Yeah, and it's, it sure it's, is. It's, it's, it's worth working hard at to keep it going. Yeah. So old friends, <laughs> old friend, Lisa. Old friend, Mitch. Uh, we will wrap this up and... Remind you to check out WeTuesdayPeople.com on the web. You can find out more about past shows and discussion groups and the like. And we look forward to an opportunity to speak with you again. Until we do, on behalf of Lisa Goich, my friend and producer, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at WeTuesdayPeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.